This broadcast is live. Okay, now it's live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bobbing the Popcorn. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm here with my friend Jake from Jake's Journey. How are you doing, Jake? You look like the 4th of July. <laughs> Make me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> Hi, I'm doing good. I'm Jake um, from Jake's Journeys on YouTube, and I'm so happy to be here on this podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me, Katie. Oh, you're welcome, Jake, anytime. And today we will be, oh, I can't even talk. Today we will be talking about the show The White Lotus, and you can find it on uh, on HBO Max. Um, so what do you think overall of the show? You guys can the say White hi Lotus. as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have Everyone three, say hi. We have three people. Watching? Yeah, oh we have gosh. three people watching. Hello to the three people. <laughs> We, we didn't like plan to do this live. Um, we were just going to record the audio, but then we decided to do the live. So we're really glad to have three people watching. If yeah. I go on your Facebook, Katie, will I be able to see the stream? Yeah. You could actually okay. comment too. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Yes, it's a um, great show. Yeah, White Lotus. Sorry, I didn't even answer your question. Um, the show <laughs> is amazing. I loved it. It was really unique from like other shows I'd seen recently. Um, and I thought that the acting was really good. The storylines were really good. Um, it's kind of a short show. Like they just made six episodes. Um, but I know that the show was so popular that they've already renewed it for a second season. And um, the show kind of takes place around a hotel, which is called the White Lotus. And it's uh, it follows the stories of some families or guests who are staying at the hotel and just kind of the dramatic, uh, funny or crazy things that happen to them while they're at the hotel. Um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, but it's kind of interesting because the show itself doesn't really progress in terms of, I mean, it does progress with the story, but the characters don't really change from beginning to end it just kind of shows how they affect everyone else you know at the hotel and the staff that work there um yeah it's a great show it's a com yeah. it's a comedy satire so i do think there are elements of like it's examining social issues and kind of critiquing them in a like com comedic way yeah i agree i think it's also one of those like dark comedy this is not really like a comedy like some of the parts yes you'll laugh and you'll laugh and have a good laugh about but i think yeah. it's more like a like a um dark comedy jenny says i liked how each episode was almost dedicated to a different character development yes yeah yeah that was really interesting i have to say my favorite character was definitely um jennifer mcquad who was played by Jennifer Coolidge and her whole storyline was about like she came to Hawaii um to like throw her mother's ashes into the sea um because not because her mother told her to but just because that's what she thought her mother would want but then like the whole time she was there she was like having a crisis about um as she said I was about to throw my mother's ashes into the ocean <laughs> but then I thought Am I feeding my mother to the fishes? Yeah, that was such a funny line. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I was like laughing. I mean, like, I know it's bad to laugh at that part, 
But I was like laughing so hard and I was like, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. That's not good I know. to laugh. I think you're like, it's definitely supposed to be funny, but it's also supposed to be like, oh my gosh. Like, I think the thing that makes it even funnier for me is that like, I know people out there who are actually like her. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, she's like such a crazy character, but actually there are actually people out there like that. And I, um, you know, with that kind of personality or, or like going through those kind of issues. Um, yeah, I just love Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge's storyline. Yeah, but, I, th um, I think she had the best storyline out of all of them. I mean, like Con Connie Burton actually had a really good storyline as well. But yeah. she was more like the rich, like powerful, like woman, and she had more, more of a like different. Like Jennifer Coolidge didn't even sound like herself, like she, her normal self. She was like more serious, I think, in this one. Yeah, she didn't put on as much of that, like, oh my god, like kind of voice. She was a yeah. little bit more um, toned down, but she was still like that kind of like squinty-eyed like pursed lips like you know she played Stifler's right. mom in American Pie yeah I think is is her like iconic one of her iconic characters and she's just kind of like shot to fame from there but yes. um I did really love the storylines of the um the best friend of the daughter who was like uh there was a girl who came with like this family who are like a quite well-to-do family and she is the best friend of the daughter and kind of tagging along on their on their vacation she had a really kind of interesting storyline because she fell in love with well she kind of fell for this uh indigenous hawaiian worker at the hotel um and then started interfering in his life a bit which ended up um ending pretty badly for him um, yeah and I do think she kind of used him a little bit as a kind of revenge to get back on her friend who um, she felt wasn't treating her that well. Um, and that was kind of interesting, but really sad. Like there were some really, really sad storylines, um, like the way uh, Jennifer McQuad treated the spa worker who she kept kind of leading her along and promising her she would invest in in her business and at the very end of the movie she just gave her like a big stack of cash and was like i'm sorry i can't do this right yeah <laughs> which is and, really heartbreaking yeah and she really wanted to open up her own like spa or something like that i think yeah and um the best friend um of the family with uh connie burton's character she was with them i thought it was interesting that she was like kind of like the antagonist i think in the group and her yeah. friend was just like i think she didn't like her friend too much they were college friends and i just don't think she liked her friend too much because she wouldn't have stabbed her friend in the back um towards the end of the show i if think she, like as the holiday went on like they also got to know more about each other and like maybe she saw the way her friend was treating her family and started liking her less yeah i agree yeah and um i and think also, she was also kind of jealous yeah you, yeah because her friend had a really supportive family but it was like she was rejecting her own family so mm -hmm. i can imagine there'd be an element of jealousy um 
What what I was really fascinated by the one character who I think was affected by what happened at the hotel and and actually was changed was the son was Connie Britton's son mm-hmm. and yeah. he there was a lot he ended up actually sleeping on the beach every night <laughs> yeah um, in like a lounger chair because like they basically booked this big hotel suite with a bedroom for the parents and a massive living room uh, space for the kids um their adult kids and teenage son mm-hmm. and um they didn't have any kind of the girls his sister didn't want him to sleep in the same room they were kind of mean to him so he ended up sleeping on the beach every night and there but there were so many beautiful scenes of like him falling asleep on the beach or like him waking up to the sun rising um, and then he started noticing these um, local Hawaiian guys who were taking a um, like kind of canoe or walker style boat out every day rowing. Um, and in the end, he joins them rowing um, and he's really passionate about it. So for him, I think in some ways he has the most rewarding character arc because he is kind of lost at the beginning. But by the end, he finds something he's really passionate about or he finds like a tribe where he feels like he belongs. And I really love that that storyline yeah i did too i really liked his storyline because at first the girls were like no he can sleep in the kitchen he's like i don't want to sleep in the kitchen and then the mom moves the cot i think it's like a cot or like a fold-out bed type of thing moves it into the room and the sister's like no you're not sleeping in here and um and so he goes out into the beach and the first night he sees like whales, like, or the morning he sees like whales or dolphins or something in the, oh, excuse me, in the water. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he's like, he's like, and then he's like all and all about it. But he also, I think he also suffered through like some addictions as well, you know, after he, cause he always wanted the cell phone or the tablet yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I think he had a little bit of a um, sex addiction a little bit. Well, they they kept like teasing him about that, but we never like saw evidence of it. I do think he was definitely like addicted to being on the, the devices. Um, and they there's this kind of like poignant scene where he leaves his phone in the sand, but the water, the tide comes in and like washes away his phone. Um, and I feel like there's kind of like, that's a bit of a breaking point for him because it's after that that he stops caring about his phone as much and he starts focusing on, like, rowing with those um, locals. And I think there's, like, an element of social commentary there, which is about, um, you know, breaking away from technology and remembering that the real world is out there, like, waiting for us to experience it, Um, especially for all these young Mm -hmm. people who are, like, spending so much time on screens. We're, like, the screen generation. Um, So I think there was... um, it was almost like a message of like whenever we saw him on the beach uh we were also shown these really beautiful scenes of how like hawaii is so beautiful like the ocean the beaches the forest um the mountains the islands and i think like the message for me was that like um about reminding us like that the natural beauty is out there and like not to waste all our time looking at a screen when we could like put our screen down and like look at the real beauty right in front of us 
Yeah, I would have to agree. I um I think also technology assumes like everybody every day. Like you go on Facebook every day or you go onto YouTube and you look at everything and then sometimes you don't look at like what's right there in front of you. And I like his message how he just finally just starts to just go and just like look at everything around him. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And then um and then the dad at first had cancer. He thought he had cancer and then it turns out that he didn't and he was like thinking about life as well. And I thought that was an interesting point of view as well. Yeah, they were like thinking about life from two different points. And then there was this really crazy scene where the dad finds out that his dad was gay and right. died of HIV, which he never knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of crazy. And that kind of sent him into a bit of a like life crisis because it was like his whole belief about his dad was wrong and he never knew the truth and he just found it out randomly while he was on holiday with his family and all this other stuff was going on so right. you have to excuse me my mom has come back with the washing and she's coming back and forth you're fine so if you see this fierce woman walking by this fierce <laughs> queen it's all good um but tell, yeah there's tell- so many interesting characters in this show and i think that's what makes that's what makes it interesting is like just seeing all these interesting characters in the white lotus hotel and how they're all staying at the same place but they have like such different stories yeah i also think it's interesting to see different people in different times of their lives you know like jennifer coolidge is like a middle-aged woman then you have this a young married couple then you have this older like not really older i'm guessing like 50s maybe um connie burton and her husband i forget what his name is but he's also famous as well and he's been in a couple of movies i forget what he's been in but he and they're kind of in their middle life i think they're like in their 50s or so and then they have two teenage kids and it's interesting to see like their different like lifestyles and how they are and stuff like that it's steve that actor is steve james zahn he was in Reality Bites, um, Stuart Little, Riding in Cars with Boys. So, yeah, so he's quite quite well known, that actor. Um, yeah, I've only seen and, two of those movies. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's, I think he did, he acted really well. Um, I think one of the best actors in the show was the, um, the Australian actor who played the hotel manager. And he had a really interesting kind of storyline in the show because you see him at the beginning of the show, like inviting the guests onto the island and you can kind of see he's got a real character, but he's obviously under a lot of pressure, um, Mm -hmm. which you can see in the way he's like talking to his um, employees and he finds out one of his um, new employees has like a food stain on her shirt and there's Mm -hmm. this really funny scene where he's like obsessing over it and trying to like get rid of it while the guests are arriving and there's this really awkward scene where like they're at the end of this beach and when the guests arrive they're like way far down um the other end of the like grass field um Mm -hmm. so there's this really awkward scene where it like takes them a really long time to walk up and be greeted by the hotel staff and i was just laughing so much because it's just like (laughs) 
they didn't have to wait so far away. They could have gone closer to the boat to greet these people, but they waited so far back. So it was like all the guests who arrived spent ages walking up to them. Um, I don't know. There was just something kind of hilarious about that. But to me, it kind of... Um, Maybe it was like symbolic of the distance between the staff and the guests, like in terms of like how different their lives are or how different their like social classes. Um, but that right. was just making me crack up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think they had to like take to the hotel. They also had to take like golf carts or something to the hotel. They're like yeah, golf they... carts. Right. Yeah. And I think they had to like take to the hotel. They also had to take like golf carts. Sorry, I just opened the stream, so we had It's double. okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, they they had to open, like, golf carts, I think, and yeah, um, to... get to the hotel. And... Yeah, so it was kind of like a bit of an awkward beginning, and there was an element of, like, awkwardness that never really left the whole show. Um, but the hotel manager has a story of his kind of decline to a point where at the end of the the show he gets fired um and then something even worse happens to him are we allowed to to give spoilers yeah i i don't know yeah. if anybody's seen it i've seen i know a couple of people have but you know yeah you can give some spoilers. well if you haven't seen it comment comment and we'll try to avoid giving too many obvious spoilers but um you know we will be talking about a lot of stuff that happens in the show obviously um in our deep dive into the white lotus I found out something really cool today, which is that um, they're actually going to make a season two because of how popular the first season was. And season two will be based around a completely new cast of guests at a completely different White Lotus Hotel somewhere else in the world. Interesting. That'd be interesting. So I'm not sure if it'll be in Hawaii. I'm guessing they'll probably take the advantage to to look at a white lotus hotel you know because it's a fictional hotel but they could they could put one anywhere you know right yeah i think they could put it on any country anywhere they wanted to really but they also kind of yeah. leave they also kind of leave the sixth ep the fourth episode sixth episodes or six um they also kind of leave that one to where they could potentially go back to those characters and what their lives were like when they got back as well yeah, they do, but I guess it seems like the producers have decided to just have a totally different cast. I would love to see Jennifer Coolidge's character again, but I also know that her storyline on that show is kind of complete. So right. um, she would have to have a new storyline, you know? Or Right. Um, they, they could do it kind of like American Horror Story with her if they wanted to. Yeah, they could do it like that, like have the same actors playing different guests that would be kind of really interesting too what what um what like country or place around the world would you like to see the new season of white lotus take place i would i would think it would be interesting to see it in like australia or new zealand where you're from just because they're because so, those are such beautiful countries and i would like to see them like go in like the caves or something there or like towards like oh, the yeah. water or the ocean or something over there yeah we have a lot of really beautiful natural scenery in new zealand um which is kind of showcased in movies like lord of the rings and other like kiwi films but um 
I also think like in New Zealand, we kind of have similar societal issues to like what's happening in Hawaii because we have like obviously got indigenous people who are the Maori people. Um, and quite often they do end up working in the same kind of, like, you know, one of the big storylines in White Lotus was how like the local Hawaiians had basically had their land stolen from them to, and that hotel built on their land. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually do have very similar cases of that happening in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder whether I wonder whether they would uh, do it in Australia or New Zealand, where in some ways there are a lot of similarities to Hawaii. Um, I I would love to see like maybe like an Asian. That would be interesting country, too. Um, or like Southeast Asia, because there's a lot of like resorts and hotels in Southeast Asia, um, in those countries that were not necessarily like um colonized but have a lot of like resorts like bali or um thailand or um what's that place that the islands that people always go to is an islands i just can't remember the name like like in which country in in that kind of area like southeast asia like anyway i just indonesia or something like that yeah bali's in indonesia um but yeah i do think it'd be really interesting to see like something like white lotus in that that kind of area dealing with the kind of issues that are happening over there because i think there's a lot of really interesting societal issues happening in those um poorer southeast asian countries that definitely like have a lot of um rich people visiting those countries taking advantage of tourism um Mm -hmm. and the beautiful scenery but not really uh contributing to the local society apart from i guess how they the money they spend does boost the economy in those areas which i do understand that as well right um, i understand that too yeah you know and but it's I interesting because think... like all of these issues are kind of touched upon in the white lotus so i do think there's like a deepness to the show hi david hi, i do david. think there's like a deepness to the show um mm-hmm. in that it like examines a lot of social issues but it also keeps it in keeps the story moving and keeps it in like a kind of comedic way um without like making the viewer feel too challenged by what they're watching right yeah i think so too and i think we can all relate to each of these characters in our own individual ways because of the way that the characters are portrayed like some of us have like some of them struggled with like uh like the the one the wife um of the young couple she dealt with like her identity and what she wanted to be and like what she wanted to do because she didn't really want to be a trophy wife you know and we can all struggle with stuff like that and all of our insecurities that's why i like these characters a lot because we can all agree with their insecurities and what they're going through yeah i think there was a really like one of the scenes that got me the most was the scene where the young because the you know the storyline for the young couple is that they were newly married and she was a kind of journalist who was not that successful but just like about as successful as a beginning young journalist would be um but he came from like a very wealthy family and Mm -hmm. You know, he was encouraging her to just quit her job and be like a bit of a housewife, which I don't think she felt comfortable doing. That wasn't really her dream. Um, 
and so there was so there was a scene on the, and they were actually having their honeymoon at the hotel and then there was a scene where his his mother suddenly turned up on their honeymoon um mm-hmm. which was so to me like not okay but to her son like he was really just glad to see his mother and there was a scene where the mother says to her you know daughter-in-law just basically quit your job and what's so bad about being a housewife or a trophy wife you know my son married you because you're beautiful you know you can take advantage of that right Um, and that conversation was really like kind of shocking but at the same time like I'm sure there are people out there in that situation. Maybe they don't talk about it as directly, but you know, right. it's definitely, yeah. So you see all these examples of um, like kind of conversations and situations that happen in real life. Um, and I do think it like, it begs the question, like how do we identify to these characters, you know, what because i imagine that there would be some people watching the white lotus who actually identify with the mother right probably more people would identify with the daughter but there would be some people out there who identify with the mother yeah i i think i think there's a lot of people that could identify with the mother just because you know she's trying to do what's right for her family and she's a powerful woman and a lot and we need a lot more uh, powerful women in the world like you know some people think it's just the man's world but women can do the same thing as men and that's what she was like trying to portray as the character bonnie um bonnie's character is trying to portray you even though that you're a woman you could do anything you want to as long as you set your mind to it and i think i agree with her just because we need more girl power in the world and a lot of people can relate to her because she has two teenage kids one of them's in college the other one's like a 16 year old her um uh her husband's kind of going through like a midlife like crisis because of his dad and then finding out he doesn't have cancer and he's just because you remember don't forget he got kind of drunk in the bar and started hitting on the newlywed uh wife at one point and then and then he started hitting on well he started hitting on the manager a little bit too the hotel manager and the hotel manager is gay, you know, and I think everybody could relate to those characters, even, even the hotel manager, like what he's going through, because when, when you first meet him, he's kind of like in the shell, I think he's kind of like in the closet. And then as the show progresses, he kind of like looks at the younger, like staff and was like, and, and like, he's in like love with like one of the younger staff people. And then, and then he, he kind of see that he's actually gay and he's coming into himself, I think. Yeah. Um, and I do think they kind of leave that a bit ambiguous about the dad, like what is his sexuality or is he questioning his sexuality because of the news he found out about his father? Um, and then you kind of see that storyline end when he comes back to the hotel room to find his wife being assaulted by the masked intruder. Um, and then you see him kind of protect his wife. And then that's kind of the end of his crisis a bit. I think he like reaffirms his identity as, as a husband after that. Right. I think so too. I think he's just coming into like, 
like uh if he's like bi or if he's straight or what he's doing you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah i think yeah. I think that's what he's trying to figure out is if he's bi, straight, or what he is. And no matter what kind of sexuality you are, we all must love each other. That's what I also yeah. got from that, like, from, like, that part, like, when he's trying to figure out who he is. I also, um, I also liked how he was, like, was, like, I, um... I don't know what I am, but I'm going to figure it out. And we should all love each other no matter what and show kindness to each other, even even no matter what you're going through. Yeah. I just want to talk about, you know, how we mentioned the teenage character. Um, I think the boy, I think mm -hmm. his name is, hold on, I'm just checking, Quinn. Yeah. Yes, his name's Quinn, yes how he's like addicted to te technology there's a scene where we see him like in the pool carrying his laptop to the pool bar <laughs> yeah so i thought that like was funny walking, he's walking through the pool <laughs> holding his laptop and he puts the laptop down on the pool bar and i was cracking up so much because it's like you're in oh, a beautiful cute. resort in a pool like why do you need your laptop <laughs> Right. You know, just like go to the bar and enjoy it. But he's, yeah, that's before he kind of has that break in his character. But one of the biggest, um, biggest stories that we get presented with first in the show is the newlyweds. Um, the husband realizes that the room that they were given is not the room that they booked and paid for. Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole storyline how he goes back down to the front desk and he, you know, he's saying to the manager, um, this isn't the room that we booked. And the manager um, lies and tries to make out like there was um, that it is the room they booked. And so mm -hmm. like he, he does more research and finds out, no, it's not the room they booked. And when he goes back to the guy, the guy goes, sorry, that other room's been booked out, but isn't really willing to offer them any, you know, anything. anything. Um, any recommendations. Then, yeah. The husband is like insisting that they get the room they booked, which I oh i mean it's fair Jim. enough um yeah. and then there's like a german couple staying in the room that they booked and they want to be able to move into that that room after that couple leaves um but the the relationship between the hotel manager and the hus the newlywed husband is really funny because every time the newlywed husband sees the hotel manager he's trying to like chase him down getting him to like sort out their issues but the hotel manager is dealing with so many other issues um including his own like drug addictions um mm -hmm. and there's a scene like the teenage girls um of connie Britton's family um her daughter and her friend have this bag of like drugs that the the friend brought like weed and other like medications mm -hmm. um and i think they get they are being affected by one of the drugs they take on the beach um and there's a scene where like jennifer coolidge comes down and she like She's like on the lounger and she's like, hi girls, what are you doing? And the girls are like totally off, off on another planet. And Jennifer Coolidge looks like all like she's moving like this. And she's like, isn't it a beautiful day at the beach girls? And the girls are just like looking at each other. Like, how do we get out of this? So they like make some random excuse and run away, but they leave their bag on the beach. Um, and so in the end, the hotel manager ends up getting their bag and he doesn't return it to them because he realizes it's full of drugs that he, and so he lapses and he starts using these drugs. And um, alcohol. Yeah. So there's a really, 
there you know they cover so many different issues like like drug addictions technology addictions um you know sexuality issues family issues class issues um you you know like you hear the story from the young hawaiian local who's working at the hotel who tells how his story of how his family were um basically stolen from the had their land stolen from them um there's so much going on but it seems like it's wrapped into a story that is so well well done like i think yeah i really want to commend the show on how they just managed to combine so many different storylines and so many different characters into one like six episode season Mm -hmm. which is kind of incredible because you never feel while you're watching the show that it's like overwhelming or that they're trying to stuff too much in it's like really well done in a way that all of these storylines are um, right and all of these issues are met without making you feel like oh my gosh it's too much it's overwhelming right and also the storylines kind of intertwine with each other because they see each other for like breakfast lunch and dinner and they see each other throughout the hotel so they kind of all know each other too and that's also what i like as well they kind of all know each other but i also thought it was funny though that the um that the newlywed couple the husband kept on like going up to the manager and just wanting like different stuff from him and like he was getting so upset about everything and i'm just like that's interesting you know well, it because... was like, yeah he got to a point where he was frustrated about the room thing so then he just started targeting the manager for every little thing and he was like believing that the manager was like um purposefully ignoring him which in a way the manager kind of was <laughs> but there was right. a scene where they're like at the breakfast buffet or something and the manager walks past and the guy like stands up and like screams out his name um right. and for like everyone in the restaurant they would have been like what the what on earth is going on but like if you know the backstory behind you know what those two characters are dealing with like you totally understand why he the newlywed husband feels pushed to like go to those extent go to that extent right and then he wanted he was like let me let me have the number of your of your boss and then they come up with like a bogus number and i thought that was pretty funny and he's like calling it like yes. a whole bunch of times and it's like and it's like uh wrong number or please dial again this number is no longer yes. in service and he's like what the heck's going on and then like later on in the season we're introduced to a new character who becomes kind of like a love interest for jennifer coolidge's character and mm -hmm. he's like a is he like a fisherman or something that just came back off the boat i'm not sure but he they never um, really said like his backstory or anything he he yeah, they, i know he likes to swim in the pool and he seems more like a surfer type of dude or something like that he said he'd been working for blm and yeah. um, Jennifer Coolidge mistook that for Black Lives Matter. So yeah. there's this really funny phone call she has. With, I don't know who she's calling, but she's on the phone with someone. She's like, I just met this amazing guy. He works for Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then um, you like, they're in the hotel room next to each other. And I think he is accidentally trying to get into her room because he forgot which his room number is. Yeah. Um, so that's how they meet. But there's another scene like later on where like they obviously are interested in each other and Jennifer McQuad, um, she like turned she she says to him like, Well, I'll be in my room waiting for you to message me. Lying on the bed waiting for you to message me. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. It's so funny. 
Yeah, and then and then I think he has like a lung problem or some kind of cancer problem or something because he starts coughing and stuff too. Yeah. Mom <laughs> not my mom taking her shirt off in the back of my video. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're gonna go viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we could totally see everything. <laughs> I have to say I didn't really prepare my mom that I was going to be on the live stream, but she has known. I hear in the background. She has known that I've been on several live streams before, so she should just know. Yeah, this is my mom, everyone. Who's Brian? You just yeah, she um. In our house, we're we're pretty relaxed and open, so she won't be upset. Um, no, I won't, yeah. I won't be upset. But um, that's be. that's quite funny. I mean, it's funny that we're talking about the White Lotus, and my mum literally kind of did the kind of thing that you would see on White Lotus. Neil's like even that. saying, my friend Neil's even saying hi to your mum. Oh, someone's saying hi to you, mum. Well, there's a lot of people who would want to say hi to her now. <laughs> You know that they've seen her with her bra out. <laughs> but what were we talking about? Oh, um, yeah, it's it's actually kind of sweet the love story that ends up happening for Jennifer Coolidge's character because she finds out that the guy could die any time from his illness, but she's still willing to like have a romantic um, like journey with him and i think that there's something really sweet about that yeah i think so too because i think she dealt with the death of her mom so she figured she even says it i think in like a voiceover type of thing i think she even says it like i could deal with this type of thing because i've dealt with it before and yeah, yeah, yeah. and we've all dealt with like loss whether it's a loved one or whatever you know and we all overcome that and once you overcome that you're ready for just about anything that life throws at you and i think she started to realize that she that she could overcome it as well because her mom passed away yeah definitely and you know um i think in the beginning of the show they they show jennifer coolidge like having these dreams of being on the beach and like dancing around like throwing her mother's ashes in like a joyous freeing way and mm -hmm. by the end of the show you actually do see her do that um so in some ways to me she has the best character arc because she like finds the peace and she finds what she's looking for right and she leaves the island with um like a new right. love interest so she yeah. really benefits um right and the young couple you know they leave the island in the end um still together after everything they've been through and all the arguments they had but i just know that down the line they're probably going to keep having these issues and i would be yeah. surprised if they end up staying together but you never know i do like how they kind of leave that like an open question though like are they that, together or are they not together yeah like would she is she really willing to sacrifice her career to stay with him you know the show makes him out to be a pretty big jerk and right. i would imagine like he doesn't just stop being one he he actually <laughs> commits basically um manslaughter and manages right. to get away with it because it's an accident um right and I do i'm think surprised like, he didn't get arrested for it 
Yeah, I do think like there's an element of social commentary there. Like if he was a person of color and did what he did, he would definitely have been arrested. Mm-hmm. But because he's like a privileged guest from a very wealthy family, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I do think there's a social commentary there that privileged people with a lot of wealth get away with things that um, other people ne- not necessarily would. Um, right. Yeah. And I know like, yeah. Cause, cause like there's a scene where the cops are there and like all you see is the cops there and he's coming out of the hotel and the cops questioned him and then and then you next thing you know you see him at the airport yeah i do think like um hawaii is the state of america so if he's returning back back to america um they could still pursue like a charge of manslaughter to him even whether he's in hawaii or like back back home hawaii um, Hawaii is part of America. So yeah. we do Americans do own that. America does own Hawaii. Yeah, so, yeah. so they might have I don't know if they have different laws, but or they have their own laws or what they have there, but it could be or it could be they just did not charge him with their crime because the manager did go into his room without his permission and he took a crap on his luggage <laughs> on his Close. He did a naughty, naughty doo-doo <laughs> on a guest's luggage. Yeah, and you don't do something like, like that. <laughs> I think, like, that's the funniest thing about that character's storyline is he starts off at the beginning of the show, like, trying really hard to greet these guests and be, like, a very good host and give them this amazing experience. And then by the end of the show, he's sneaking into guests' rooms to um, defecate on their luggage. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what the heck? But I know he was like really high and also he had a lot of alcohol too. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. And he was thinking, oh, I'm going to get even with him because he keeps, he keeps coming after me. And so he just takes a huge crap on his clothes and that's like a big no-no. It's a, it was a big doo-doo as well. Yeah. And you don't do something like that. I was just like, oh my god, this isn't happening. I had to turn my head because I was like, "Uh uh-uh. It was actually kind of graphic. Like, they didn't hide. They they showed you everything. Yeah, I know. It was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't turn my head. I was like, I was like looking with my magnifying (laughs) glass up at the TV like, is this really happening? Like... (laughs) Yeah, but the I mean, show. I actually thought he was going to get away with it, and I was, and because like, we also kind of didn't like the character who he was targeting, so right. I was like, oh yes, revenge, ha ha ha. But it didn't really work out that way. Right, um, and then and then he ends up stabbing him. Yeah, so and he falls into the hot husband tub. Finds the manager in his room and ends up accidentally stabbing him because he he knows there's an intruder, but he so he takes a knife. Um, mm-hmm. Which is another funny thing is I think they actually requested that knife to be sent to their room by the hotel manager. Mm-hmm. So in a way, the guy who died supplied the own weapon of his own death. Right. And he dies in like the I'm hot tub because he falls sure in the hot tub. If that, if that happens, but I think it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. But um, it, was, it was in the pineapple. It's at been first. really good to talk to you. 
yeah, it was really good to talk to you too. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I think they requested the they, they requested the knife to cut the pineapple, right? Because they're yeah. in the pineapple room. Yeah, exactly. And so like if they'd never changed rooms and they'd originally stayed in the other room, does that mean that the guy would have never died? Potentially. I don't, maybe. Don't know. Yeah, but so don't forget. Like, he was also high on drugs and alcohol, so so he could have yeah. probably done something else too, you know. Yeah, but it's just interesting that the couple fought so hard to be moved to the pineapple room, and in the end, it was the knife in the pineapple room that killed the hotel manager. If they just mm -hmm. stayed in the room that they were put in the whole time, the hotel manager may not have been murdered in the end. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I did too. And I but think yes. it's up to your own interpretation if if you if you want to like rewatch it and like you know like if anybody wants to rewatch it and think oh maybe it could have been a different scenario out of all the families and everything and everybody involved as well yeah yeah could have been but different. we really recommend um we really recommend you to watch white lotus it's an amazing show if you haven't seen it please go check it out um it made me laugh it made me cry um some of the stuff was just me... interesting <laughs> Yeah, some of the stuff was like, what on earth? Yes, it was a really but good yeah, show. Thank you, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast to talk about and, The White Lotus today. And where can everybody find you again? Oh, yes, you can find me on YouTube at Jake's Journeys. Um, I make Shanghai Disneyland vlogs, but I've just come back to New Zealand. So even though I still have some more Shanghai Disney content coming out later, I'm making um, other vlogs which are about my travel back to New Zealand and some tourist stuff and some beautiful spots in New Zealand that I would like to share on YouTube and I also have started my own podcast called Jake's Tea where I talk to my mom and other family members my mom who you saw earlier <laughs> um, so yeah please check me out on Jake's Journeys you can also follow my Instagram at jake.rla that's j-a-k-e dot r-l-a Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you guys know where to find me. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to help support the show, you can um, go to Patreon slash Popping the Popcorn. And I would like to thank Jake and my um, uh, Josh and my um, and Amy and Dana from the Money Drink Podcast. And I hope you guys have a great evening. Bye, guys. Bye.